Listening to Calling Out Controversy, the new political and economic talk show that's taking over the information station where you'll never know what you'll hear next. It's 88.3 FM, WBCR The Saint. Now let's focus up, because here's Nicole Camisso and Andrew Hecht with this week's topic. Everyone, thanks for tuning in this week. It's Andrew Hecht. Unfortunately, Nicole is out again. You know, it's graduation time, seniors and all that stuff. They got to get things done. But lucky for me, I'm with a good associate of mine, Antonio Bianchi. How are you, man? Not too bad. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing all right. And we're just going to be sitting here talking about what you got going on past Siena, what your time with Siena was like, and, you know, everything in between. Definitely. So you're you're also a senior, right? Yep. I'm graduating four weeks here. Okay. So four weeks, man. That's That's quick. It goes like nothing. Don't, yeah. don't blink, it's true, because next thing you know, you'll be walking across that stage, hopefully. <laughs> how's uh, how's Sienna treated you over the last four years? Pretty good? I mean, I, I'm i a local. I I have a lot of pride in, in our local schools here, especially Sienna College. I was excited to go to. My great-grandfather went here. I know a lot of people who went here, a lot of good people. <clears throat> I was excited to go here. It's definitely been interesting. It's yeah. been an interesting ride. I've had some bumps. I've had some some um, challenges, but it's made me learn a lot, and I'm excited to bring that out, bring that uh, to the real world. What's your uh, major? I'm a political science major. Right, and you're also running Turning Point on campus, right? Yep, I am the president of Turning Point USA. Um, I was actually just elected out of presidency. I'm no, I'm no longer the president because it was our last meeting this past Tuesday, and we had to get some new blood going so they can run it in this fall. Um, we have. I'm really confident in our next e-board. We got some great people going. They've been there for a long time. They're really dedicated. But I had a lot of fun running Turning Point. We um, we caused some issues in this campus, but I think it was it was very necessary things that had to be done for for the overall the overall uh, climate better for people here. Yeah, I, if I I'm I'm new here, right? So I only showed up in September. But uh, from what I heard last year, you guys had uh, quite the turnout for a, a speech that you. Um, what's the word, uh, sponsored, and it caused a little bit of a ruckus. I think Nicole has touched on it before, if you guys want to look back at previous episodes, listeners. And, um, you know, so this year, however, I think it's the same event was Let Freedom Ring, right? Yep. And this year we had uh, Kyle Kashev and Lauren Cooley. Lauren Cooley. Um, and that was she was from the Washington Examiner, right? Yep. Yeah, so we had Kyle Kashev um, and Lauren Cooley, and the turnout there was like 20 people. I remember being literally in such a small group that after the conversation, we all just kind of hung out and had a had a good time that way. But it was it was surprising to me because of all the hype that last year got. So any any thoughts on that? Or yeah, I mean, I think it was a couple things. <clears throat> the first of which is simply. Um, um, oh, controversy! Controversy. Oh, that was it. <laughs> Hence the name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Controversy brings people out. Yeah. Last year we had a lot of controversy. Everyone was expect. I mean, we had we had a SWAT team on campus. We had over, I think, twelve uh, local police squad cars. We had local police throughout the entire thing. We had, um, so we had dogs here. We had 
every public safety officer was here. That was for who? Roger Stone? For We had Roger Stone. We had James O'Keefe. We had a whole lineup of people. Okay. But um, it was mostly for, we received a, a lot of threats on uh, students, received threats on our speakers, received threats on our clubs from outside people, from people we <clears throat> we knew. And we also had um, some nasty exchanges with a lot of professors. So when that stuff happens, people are interested. They want to see what's going to happen at the event. So yeah, we had close to 200 people there last year, and it was it was great, and it was amazing, and, and it was what this campus needed, and I think it's definitely had an impact. This year, with the combination of less controversy and also it simply was we we're run by we had a, a senior e-board, which has done a, a great on all of our clubs, and the Republican Club, Mike Bove's done a great job, YL, um, Alec Barquette's done a great job, and myself and Turning Point. We all we're all seniors. We're all trying to get jobs in the real world. Yeah, we're um we're busy with a, on a lot of other things, and we never we never really put this in the back burner. But we definitely didn't invest as much as much time and resources into it right. as much this year. And that's why I'm excited to get this new e board in there, so they can put their their energy into it. I know they're really motivated into into doing these things, and I'm excited to see what they have to offer. So they're not incoming seniors, I take it. Then they're probably. Juniors or sophomores? Yeah, they're juniors, and we have sophomores too. There's, I don't think there's any se- incoming seniors on the Turning Point eboard. Oh, that's. I mean, hey, that means that they're going to be there for two years at least. Um, that means that you're going to have a lot of fresh ideas, and you're going to be able to have continuity. So that's that's pretty good. I wanted to get involved with uh, some of those things at the beginning, um, but this past September, I was working with the Larry Sharp campaign as a volunteer, and then, you know. I had to readjust my um, surroundings and try and figure out how I fit in. And then obviously the show came to fruition, which I think panned out great because now I get to talk to all of the clubs and have people like you on. And I'm still trying to get uh, Alec and Michael both. (laughs) I'm telling you, everyone is very wrapped up in things right now. I mean, I was telling you yesterday, it's tough to find this, to carve this time out to get here. And me, I've always had a passion for, for radio and speaking on these issues, so... You talk to someone who doesn't have that passion, then yeah. you really got to carve the time out. I mean, how, how have you done with public speaking? You've done a couple speeches, or no? Um, I've given I've given a few in my lifetime, but I've had to do more recently because I'm I'm running for office up at, up at home, and um, I mean I'm getting better. I think I'm better in this kind of format where you're just talking to people. Um, I have a lot to learn in in all of them here and and uh, speaking in front of a group, but I'm getting better. I mean, the more you do it. Like riding a bike. So you're you're running for office, you said, in Milton's your hometown, right? Yeah, I'm running for office in the town of Milton. I'm running for town council. Um, Milton's in is in the Boston Spa zip code. <clears throat> it's about uh, 35 minutes north of here. Yep. Um, I'm running for town council. We I'm being primaried by a by a sitting council person. I'm the endorsed um, Republican, Independence, and Conservative candidate. Um, it's I'm trying to balance that right now with finishing up my senior year which is which has been an interesting balance but um i would, wouldn't trade it for anything it's been a, been a great time so when's election season for you election season started last january but um okay. the actual election will be june 25th that will be a primary election again i'm the endorsed candidate so um republicans will have to go out and and vote for me in a primary and then the actual election is normal time november it's it's all earlier this year this is all new to everyone because um, Governor Cuomo and the Democrats um, changed election season in New York State this year. They <laughs> moved all of them up. They, they 
it's funny. He's, that guy has never done something good for me. <laughs> 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 Nothing he has done has worked out well for me. I'm thinking, all right, he ta- he takes my guns. He does all th- kinds of things like that. At least I'll be able to run for office after I graduate. Just kidding. You're running in January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so normally you so would you've s- been you've been handling this since the end of your junior year. Uh, this January. Oh, so, oh, so like three months year. ago. So yeah. the end of your senior year. All right. So. I mean that's that's all semester, man. So you got graduation yeah. to plan for, you got exactly um, jobs to look for, and then you're running on council, and yep. you got turning point, and wow, dude, that's too much to handle, man. I can't I can't wrap my head around that. I'm I think I got a lot going on, but that's that's a lot. I mean, yeah, it's a I signed up for it. I don't like to complain. I'm not. I I would never trade. I I'm I love running for town council. I love talking to the people in Milton. I love um, getting out there and doing this. Combining it with my senior year classes, which normally are easy, these are not easy. I'm in my senior thesis and all of those this semester. Um, I'm still working. I work for the I work for the New York State Senate. I um, am looking for jobs afterwards. I'm applying to grad school because I'm I'm looking to uh, get my master's in teaching. I want to be a teacher, and I'm running for office. So combining all of that this semester has been difficult. But again, I wouldn't trade it. I just gotta figure out how to do it. So what what's your goal if elected to council? What's your what's your dream? Like what do you what do you want to see change in Milton, or is this more of just a stepping stone for your career? No, I wouldn't see it as a stepping stone for my career. Like I said, I want to be. I I love politics. I have a passion for it. It's um it's I hear it's in my blood. My my great grandfather was the mayor of Schenectady for sixteen years. It was Frank Ducey. A lot of people know and love uh, Frank Ducey, and people meet me. They're like, oh, it's in your blood. You'll do fine. Um. But um, it's I, like I said, I want to be a teacher. It's not it's not a stepping stone for me. I'm doing it because I, what I've seen is a lot of problems in the town of Milton. I worked for the town of Milton Highway Department since I graduated high school in the summers. Um, I met a lot of great people over there. I was forced to see because I'm political and I was there working. Um, a lot of three two decisions on the town board where two people just um, often voted against common sense things. Um, we like uh, voting against a, a necessary auditing, voting against things that that didn't make sense, and then we get a bad headline in the paper about it because they're making comments that were just unnecessary towards our entire town. And when I see that, it just made me want to see a good headline in the paper for the town of Millen. So, I think um, I think the residents will agree with me. Um, the uh, the town Republican committee already did agree with me. They've they've endorsed me. So they've endorsed me to get rid of these headlines, make a make a better future for the town of Milton. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all good. I mean, that sounds like a uh, a lot of the reasons that I got into politics. I was uh, originally in kitchens, and I just kept hearing all my coworkers talking about, "Oh, I wish someone will do something. I wish someone would do something." I just literally woke up one day. I was like, "You know what? I'm going to do something." <laughs> I'm I'm tired of hearing like because in kitchens you come up with the attitude if you if you don't have a solution to the problem then it's not a problem um <laughs> which just means ignore issues and i always hated that cuz you know i'm more about like we'll find the solution let's at least give us time to figure it out you know yep so i uh that's that's how i ended up here so i i, I empathize with that i think that's a really good cause uh to go back to your hometown and like want to make things better um especially Definitely. if you enjoy it so what else, man? Something that we're that we're looking forward to right now is dealing with the current outdated uh, town hall. So town hall has been there for a long time. There are lots of issues in there, and, and until you're there, you don't really know it. I've been uh, knee deep in like human debris a couple times simply because floods, uh, toilets break, things happen in there That's that rough. that we got to deal with. 
And and that's not just for the sake of employees trying to get this fixed up. Employees, and that's their job to go fix these things. But um, it's a town residence. You don't want to have a town hall that's always breaking down. You want a town hall you can be proud of. I look towards and speak to other representatives from other towns around us, like the town of Malta. town of Malta is a beautiful town hall, beautiful community center, and that benefits everyone. The residents utilize it for their needs. And so that's something that we're going to be looking for. But also, you need to balance these things with um, fiscal responsibility. And yeah. I, I don't. I'm not looking to, to um, raise the tax burden of the ta- of the town of Milton residents. We already have a part of the town that is in a two zone area. So um, we have a part of the town that is in the village of Balsam Spa, but it's also in the town of Milton. So they're double taxed. That's already an issue. So I'm not looking to increase the burden of these people on their taxes. And that's an issue that always comes into play when we're talking about um, open space and new parks. We currently have some. A lot of parks in the town of Milton, some great parks. I, I worked personally on the on the um, Suzanne Lyle playground that we built. Um, but the big one that's been getting a lot of headlines recently is the is the Boyhaven um, property in the northern part of town. And it's a beautiful property. The Cateros uh, Creek runs through it. I've been in there many times because we we uh, town of Milton takes care of a cemetery around there. It is a it's an amazing it's an amazing area. I fly fish in there and. Uh, a lot of the residents would like to see the town of Milton purchase it so we can keep utilizing it and no one uh, purchases it and develops it into a, a neighborhood and this and this uh, resource goes away. All right, I'm going to stop you right there for a minute. we got to take a quick break. Sponsored by WBCR 88.3 The Saint. We're born to die, so I'm going to fight for how I want to live. Spark up the riots, guess I'm a criminal and a futurist. Will the charges I've caught won't stand your trial? Everybody, thank you for staying tuned. Uh, that was a sponsorship by WVCR 88.3 The Saint, you know, as always. And you're listening to me, Andrew Hecht, on Calling Out Controversy. Nicole has unfortunately got things regarding to graduation and moving on, and unfortunately she's leaving me, so I'm a little sad. But I have Antonio Bianchi with me. He's running for town council in Milton, New York, and we are talking about the... Boyhaven property. Boyhaven property. So we are talking about the Boyhaven property, and we were discussing how you were trying to see if the town would purchase it and turn it into a park because it's a great facility um, for fishing and for taking strolls and, you know, just a nice, peaceful place to, like, hang out and congregate, right? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not I'm not a, uh, a – I wouldn't say it's on my – I'm a proponent of any by any means purchasing this property – by any means to get it done because like I said right before I'm I'm into the fiscal responsibility in Milton. I'm, I'm not looking to raise a tax burden of of the residents. 
Um, some people won't utilize this park, and everyone's paying for it. Um, the problem is, I I I enjoy this area. I love this area. I I love the Cateros. I fly fish the Cateros. I hike um, the the uh, Middle Grove Forest that backs up to Boy Haven. If we could find a way to add this to um, open space in the town of Milton, it'd be amazing. I know we're di- we're looking at different plans with the sheriff's department, looking at different plans with um, with New York State Department of Environmental Conference Conservation, and these are ways that to get to do this while also being fiscally responsible. The the reality is we can't just purchase a town property under under uh, over our budget and then not know any way to keep up with it. We don't just buy it and then it goes away and then we pay it off. Yeah, it's a matter of a lot of those buildings have to be none of them are up to code. They have to be torn down, rebuilt. Some of them, um, then they have to be kept up. I can tell you from being there. We don't have the resources for that. We're going to have to hire new people to keep up with those things, maybe contract out people to uh, do those things initially. It's a much bigger, we have, we have insurance costs when we purchase it finally. It's a much, much bigger thing that we're getting from the headlines and some papers around here. And that just needs to be clarified because there's plenty of people who would love to see this park, like myself. I would love to see that, that area public where I could go fish there, maybe some part of it hunt there in the Middle Grove side that's a state forest. Um, but there's other things that need to be accounted for. So if you were to be elected to town council, obviously you're going to try and find a way to make this feasible, but you're not, you're not in the mindset that you're willing to do it if it's financially irresponsible. Yeah. And as well, you were talking about, um, you mentioned the double taxation problem with certain residents in Milton because they belong both to Milton and to... Uh, a neighboring village of Balsam Spa. Village of Balsam Spa. So that's at what what's is there something that the town council can do to stop double taxation like that? Because that's that's a problem that I would see would be more pressing. Because that's that's you're taking someone's money twice, Definitely. and and that's you know <laughs> as someone who um, shares your opinion on taxes, you yeah, know, I'm not a big fan of them. I'm neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I. I have a thing where I, some people say taxation is theft, and I I don't necessarily think it is ta- all taxation is theft, but I definitely have a problem with property taxes, income taxes. <laughs> it's it's highway robbery to me. It's not just theft, <laughs> but um, that's yeah. So like, what what can what can we do to fix that? What can what can well, the town council do to fix that type of issue, or is it more of a larger governmental issue? It's a larger governmental issue. If you want to if you want to see change. Um, to that issue as a whole, then you're going to have to look towards Governor Cuomo and the and the uh, state assembly and the state senate. Unfortunately, he's run by people who don't like to uh, get along very well right now. Um, but what we can do is the re- is explain the why this re- this uh, problem is there. Like um, this is a problem that exists throughout the entire state. There's villages within towns throughout the entire state. Um, there's also towns within counties, and a lot of times you're taxed by the county and you're taxed by the town and you're taxed by the village every every level of government yeah and usually that's just a you just have to balance that um the amount of taxation so you're not overburdening your residents so it's still a like the saratoga county is one of the fastest growing counties in new york state still it's one of the most successful counties in in upstate new york and um there's still people moving to um places like boston spa and milton excessively we're expanding so much that growth is an issue that's definitely that we have to look at um but these areas that are within the mil that are within uh, the town of milton and the and the village 
I think we're going to start seeing some relief there. The main reason that this is an issue now is because the village recently had to increase their their taxes. Um, they were behind on their budgets for a little while, and they had to re- increase them to to um to get ahead on them. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately they had to do that. But I can see with the new uh, leadership in the village, we have a, we have a great new mayor, Larry Wilbright, who is actually a um a, a former Siena professor. And really, his, and his wife is currently still at Siena. He's a there's a he was recently elected a couple months ago. The future's bright with him. And once we get the once they get this um, taxation problem under control, then I can see these taxes being lowered again to a manageable area where double taxation is still just a normal thing that happens throughout the entire entire state, really. Okay, so uh, while we're on the topic of taxes, I I, I kind of want to pick your brain about this a little bit. What what's your opinion on? Income tax because we're speaking about property tax right now, yes. right? Yeah. So property tax is obviously fund local municipalities. Um, state income tax fu- uh, functions for the state. Federal income tax functioning for the government. So what's what's your opinion on uh, state and federal income taxes? Because it's a very different type of taxation. You know, your tax yeah. it's a per capita tax, which I I was always taught is unconstitutional. Yep. And then obviously we have an amendment allowing for it, yeah. which I don't know. It, it it seems it seems iffy that that was only a hundred years ago, you know, yep. that that amendment was passed. And since then we've had such a problem with taxing and an overspending of government funds and whatnot. Definitely. So what's what's your what's your opinion on that? I mean, I'm definitely a bigger fan of consumption tax. I am no fan of the income tax. Um, consumption tax meaning sales tax? Yeah, sales tax. I think that's a more fair uh, way to tax the public. Um, maybe unfortunately, also fortunately, I don't, I'm not have to deal with this as a council person for the town of Milton. Um, but, um, just as my general philosophy, I think the federal government should be completely out of the business of income tax. Um, states, I think they can, if they'd like to be, be involved in income tax and taxing the income of their residents. Um, but you see a lot of states not doing that. Florida is one. Um, Texas is another one. Alaska. Alaska. These states don't. And. Unfortunately, people in New York State retire with a New York State pension, and then they immediately ship it off to Florida, and we're paying for their life in Florida for the rest. <laughs> Boca, Daytona, exactly. West Palm. I don't think that should change. I mean, that's that's a choice that that's the choice they made, and that's the policy of the state. But something's got to keep these people here, and one of those things is not taxing them until they taxing them out of the state. Um, fortunately, Saratoga County is doing well because we have a lower we have lower taxes than the rest of the state, and it's a very appealing place to move to. And we're doing all right, but the rest of the state's bleeding. What um, do you What do you think about the the statistic that like a hundred thousand people leave New York every year? I think it's disgusting. It's disappointing. Um, one of my one of my mentors, the my my uh, state senator Jim Tedisco, always says it's the Empire State's turned into the empty state, and it's one hundred percent true. Um, where where people are fleeing this state because they're being overtaxed, they're not seeing anything come back for their taxes. And that's just a, a microcosm of what is happening in the state assembly and state senate every day since the Democrats have been elected there. They're, I think they're blowing their rod. I think they're going to see very soon that I think they've gone a little too far, and we're going to see um, Republicans take back the Senate in the state, maybe the assembly, maybe the governorship. Uh, I'm not so sure about the governorship. It's working on the campaign last fall, um, even though I supported Larry Sharp's Libertarian, <laughs> um, and I, I stand by that great guy. I, I yeah, met him. Definitely. He was very very uh sweet human being he Definitely. really is just a nice guy but um what i saw was that as far as republican v democrat um 
almost nobody can get in a word edgewise because Larry Larry had the numbers except when it came time to vote they they voted for Molinaro or Cuomo yeah. and then you had with Molinaro it's, it's kind of like a straw man like a living embodiment of a straw man like yeah. everything he stood for was just to say oh I'm against something else you know it yeah. wasn't it was either an idea that somebody else came up with or it was an idea that um, sounded conservative enough to be uh, placable, you know? Yep. And then it's kind of disheartening because our local elections, which I'm sure you're going to find out soon, get a voting rate that's like half or even sometimes a third of what the, the national voting rate is when it comes yeah, to an election, especially the last one, because the last one was heated. But yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what the, the results are these next few years because 2020, it looks like it's going to be another crazy election yep. at the same time. You know you're running in in November, and I I don't know I I don't know why we decide that local turnout is not as important. Yeah, especially when we hear on the news things like uh, Flint doesn't have clean water. Yeah, there's a province up in New York I forget the name of it, but it they don't have clean water either, and it's, it's been um, uh, Hudson Falls or Hudson Falls, I uh, think, Hoosick yeah. Falls. I think it's Hoosick Falls. Hoosick Falls. Yeah, I don't want to get it wrong. Maybe I'm not right, but I think it's Hoosick Falls has has a lot of water issues, and that's 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 a shame. Because that means that you have the ability to change something. There is a local government there that's responsible for that yep. problem. And people don't care. Either they don't care or they can't be bothered. Yep. And that's that's a shame. And I, I'm happy to see that someone that you know I've gotten to know that's passionate about politics, that likes to get involved, that's uh, played a pivotal role here in Siena in the last four years is going out and doing something and getting it done. You know, Definitely. And that's, we need more people like that. Definitely, and I'm excited to. I mean, first, I just want to talk about the governorship. The The reason I think we could go Republican governor in this state, um, look at Massachusetts. Massachusetts yep. is, has far less Republicans than we do in this state. And we've never, I mean, we had George Pataki as a Republican. That was more of a Massachusetts model. But um, recently, that seemed unattainable. It seemed like we'll have a, a, a um, Democratic governorship, no matter what Democratic assembly, because it's similar to the um, to Congress at the federal level. And chance at a Republican Senate. I think we're going to go closer to a Massachusetts model in the state where it's going to be very hard to take back the Senate and impossible to take back the Assembly. But but we do, I think the Assembly and the Senate will, the Democratic politics will go so far that we could win the governorship in the future. I, we just need a good candidate. I think the, the state GOP has kind of failed with their candidates uh, time after time. And once we get our ducks in a row here, I think we, there's a chance to take back the governorship in New York State. Well, you definitely have to agree that the the GOP all over the country, not just New York or Massachusetts, but everywhere, it's it's old. Like that's I think that's the main problem with the Republican Party is it, it represents old people, specifically old males traditionally, old white males. If you want to get into that problem, um, which I I tend to stay away from because race with me. If you know the show, you know my <laughs> position on it, but. Um, it's, it needs fresh new faces. Of course. So some people young, like you, people like Crenshaw out in yep. Texas. Oh, he's doing a great job. Yeah. Texas. He's in Texas. Yeah. And it's, I mean, uh, Jeff Flake, when he was around, yep. he's in his forties, but he's still yep. younger than the average Republican. Um, even, even, um, like Ted Cruz, yep. Ted Cruz is young. It's it comparatively, yep. you know, and I think you'll see that. I think I think in the future we're going to see a lot of that simply because um, look at look at campus right look at campuses around the country yeah um, 
the the amount of con- amount of conservative and Republican organization that has have been occurring on campuses in the past ten years, I'd even say, is is astronomical. Um, I think it's because we're seeing organizations like organizations that we have to deal with on campuses, the good ones that help us out. They're gr- they're growing in power just to fight back against the administrations of campuses that try to keep conservatives conservative voices a little bit lower in the volume. Yeah, that was what one student mentioned to me, you know, um, that he didn't like the idea that uh, conservative students say they don't have the same amount of voice on a campus. And they said Siena has four conservative <laughs> clubs. It's like, yeah, but you have four conservative clubs all with the same members. And the reason mm-hmm. you need four is because yep. it's not just a Democrat club yep. you're competing against. It's the uh-huh. actual administration that exactly. is entirely um, left leaning, which I mean, again, as a libertarian, I'm above the the bipartisan yep. nonsense, yep. but it's also in the terms of fair play because the average person looks things as left and right, yep. conservative or liberal. It you need a fair playing field, and if the entire school administration um, is pushing down a more liberal viewpoint, yep. albeit positive or negative, uh, the listeners can decide. But uh, you need more clubs that are exactly. the opposite of that because that that's the power balance. Yep. So, I mean, again, I, I thank you. I thank Alec. I thank Michael um, for being around in the time period that I got here and showing the way and whatnot. Yep. And I look forward to working with your, um, I don't know, what's the word? Your uh, our groups, our clubs, our, our I was I was pre- thinking our, successor, uh, successors. Your successors. Yeah. And, you know, seeing where it goes. But that's all the time we have for today. Thank you very much, Antonio Bianchi, running for town council in Milton, New York. In town of Milton, New York, and thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, if you want to find me at all, go on Facebook to um, Antonio Bianchi, uh, town council, town of Milton. You'll find me on there, and um, I appreciate your time. Of course, and as always, guys, this has been Calling Out Controversy every week. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on YouTube. Email us at callingoutcontroversy at gmail.com, and don't forget, you're listening to WVCR 88.3 FM, The Saint. Have a good night.